All right, man. Today is December 25th, 2022. And this is being recorded at 5.08 p.m., just in the nick of time before the end of the weekend. Merry Christmas to all and happy holidays to all. There's a lot to get done for the end of the year. There are still a handful of films that need to be seen uh, before the end of the year. Uh, maybe actually less than that. There are some films releasing that I will not get the opportunity to see until January. Uh, Corsage, Broker, um, Women Talking, Holy Spider, might be some others. But I think for the most part, I have the, the primary films I had intended to see done. I went to the cinema the past two days. I knocked out four films right there. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I knocked out five films right there. That's right. On Friday, I saw Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, followed by Eo, followed by The Pale Blue Eye, and then yesterday I saw The Whale, followed by Babylon. So, had to get those in just in the nick of time, but uh, I think I will begin the work on the upcoming episodes this week of films you may have missed from 2022 as well as uh one i will not be able to start a little bit until the end of the month will be um 10 discoveries and first time watches of 2022 because those uh need to get done uh pretty much right at the start of 2023 man when it comes to the 2022 watches uh, or the 2022 films I think uh, for the most part I can get that going relatively soon I, I don't believe there is anything releasing here this week that has gained any garnered any interest um, that's why I wanted to get those out and be working on that so a lot to get done this week but the opportunity is there for sure we're not going to waste that time I've got to work on those as well as the January 2023 Blu-rays list that will be recorded and completed and up on Sunday, one week from today. So there are those that are releasing, and I was already looking at some of the Blu-rays that are releasing um, in January, and there are quite a few that were delayed that were talked about previously, so probably not going to go over those, uh, or we'll probably mention them as well. Hope you all had a very good day. Hope you all gave gifts, received gifts, enjoyed the environment that the Christmas spirit provides. Uh, it's mighty cold out, man. So definitely make sure you're layering up, staying inside, being safe, getting a nice hot beverage, watching some films, reading some books, working on your writing. And with this time off that we are given that uh, whether you have to go back to work or school sooner than later, at least with your time off, you will be making the most of it and being wise about it and doing what it is you want to do in the time allotted to us. And this upcoming week is a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to do just that and to get what we need to get done done in terms of our, our artistic endeavors. I have plenty to watch this week plenty to write i was gifted some new literature today so i will have to complete my current book and work on those but one day at a time one page at a time that is all that counts man
So, uh, let's see here, man. I wonder, a film that I might not discuss right now, that I might discuss on the 10 films you may have missed video uh, that will be releasing soon. Um, so I'm probably not going to talk about this. But I will say that I saw another film, like uh, I mentioned before, one of the films that I had seen on Friday that I quite enjoyed was Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which was a film that I admittedly didn't have much interest in. I, uh, Guillermo del Toro is a artist whose work I am not, uh, his art does not resonate with me and his, uh, his films don't work for me, but... Um, you see him in interviews and you hear him talk about art and film and, and his heart is completely in the right place and, and somebody like him I find far more interesting whose work does not interest me rather than playing it safe and someone who is just doing this as a job and uh, undoubtedly he's doing this just as a job as well but you also see in his work his passion coming through and it in a film like Pinocchio it can't all be credited towards him of course and no production especially not on a scale like this can be credited to one person but the true artistry that what goes into a film like this is uh, something truly spectacular regardless of the script itself um, while I do have problems with the script I think the film is still very good on its own and um, should be seen if interested it is on netflix now so you can watch that as well as uh glass onion which was just released on netflix i had seen theatrically about a month ago and uh was a very good mystery great uh cameo by a certain filmmaker artist who has since passed away that was very nice to see in the film uh right at the beginning um, as well, so that should be watched if given the opportunity, as well as there's, there's plenty of stuff on there, man. There's HBO and Netflix are adding a bunch of stuff. HBO just got the Banshees of Inishirin. Netflix just got, um, there's something I was going to mention, but I mentioned before with Senior, which if not watched yet, make sure you do that. You're going to want to do that sooner than later because you don't want to, do not want to fall behind on some of these films releasing. And I think once that, you have everything organized, and you can go and go in the order that needs to be gone in, so it's not building up, and then you wonder why you're falling behind. With that said, it's the perfect time of the year, if given the opportunity to watch many films related to the holidays. There are, uh, I gave myself the opportunity to, I apologize, I did not phrase it the best way. I had the opportunity to rewatch Whit Stillman's 1990 uh, film, Metropolitan, one of my favorite films. Uh, Whit Stillman is a filmmaker who I find incredibly interesting. I have enjoyed uh, all of his work that I've seen. I believe there's only one film of his I haven't seen, uh, unless I am missing one. I'm going to look that up now. Uh, he has made his Whit Stillman trilogy which consists of Metropolitan, Barcelona, and The Last Days of Disco. Um, and then he took a break and came back in 2011 with Damsels in Distress, which is his film I have not seen, and his recent film in 2016, Love and Friendship, I believe was an Amazon film, so you could watch that on uh, Amazon, of course. I'm not sure the gap 
why uh, there was a gap from 1998 to 2011. But uh, Barcelona and Metropolitan are two of my favorite films. I, I don't know. I think I believe I probably like Mark Metropolitan a, a bit more. It feels a bit um, more self-contained, a bit more focused. But Barcelona as well is a terrific film. Uh, the Last Days of Disco is a film I really enjoy as well. I, it, it's the weakest of the three, undoubtedly. And I think does... Um, I've seen that film twice now, and I, I do think that... Uh, by the halfway point, it does start to run out of steam, but um, it's, uh, he reuses a lot of the same actors in his films. Uh, you're going to see people like Chris Eichmann, who uh, is quickly just, every time I see him in something, I find him to be such an interesting actor. Um, but in Metropolitan, there's a lot of first-time actors, a lot of actors who uh, did not do a whole lot of um, work after, uh, whether intentionally or unintentionally, is 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 completely uh, indiv- individualistic. But Metropolitan, um, which I, I forgot how much of a Christmas-centered uh, film this was, and when I say Christmas-centered, I don't mean in the forefront, I mean centered in a way where uh, it uh, Christmas repeatedly makes its appearances, whether it be trees or snow, or you have a bunch of um, kind of uh, bourgeoisie, which is the appropriate word to use here, um, kind of twenty-somethings uh, uh, living in New York, discussing relationships, discussing literature. Uh, uh, the way that which Stillman writes dialogue, I find so interesting, is that every a lot of the characters are very witty, and they're very intelligent, in but in a way that is not off-putting. In a way where the characters are still likable, and you could. Uh, realistically see yourself if you were in the situation being being around these people and enjoying their company. Um, Chris Eigman is in the film and uh, he is an actor who I just, uh, he has a certain charisma to him where in a lot of his work, he's pl- uh, I feel like he does play slight variations, at least um, when it comes to the three what Stillman films, he plays what feels like variations of a similar kind of character, but in a way that works and in a way that he's not just playing the same exact character. I feel like he has his, his characters, the, the way he plays his characters in all three films is uh, a way that I can't explain. I mean, in, in the last days of disco for he's, he's a, he's a character who, even when he is faced to actually in, in, um, Barcelona as well when he has uh, there's some serious problems going on he's kind of a he's laid back in it to a certain extent where he is very um, he's very headstrong he's very focused uh, he's a he's a wise kind of guy but in a likable way I think that's what what Stillman does so well with a lot of his characters that he writes and I'm primarily judging just these three films I I, uh, uh, I have not like I said I've not seen Love and Friend I mean I've not seen Damsels in Distress but I have seen Love and Friendship and that's a very different kind of film and should not be compared to earlier work just for the sole reason of it being the same filmmaker I think there are some grounds on which there uh, are, could be comparisons but I don't think that's fair and I think that is a detriment to any kind of intellectual film criticism but the way he directs all the actors here with the very with a very strong script the script in this it's characters having what would be in a lesser writer's hands very banal and, and uninteresting conversations i think i look at a filmmaker like uh, around this time noah Baumbach, who is making very interesting work like one of my favorite films kicking and screaming and uh, another one of his films i think is great is mr jealousy also has chris eigman in it who uh feels like he is playing a similar sort of character but uh it's very strange why he I, i'm not sure why he was never a bigger actor because he is so charismatic in the work that i have seen him in and 
And there's an interesting parallel there in terms of Noah Baumbach and Whit Stillman. I think Noah Baumbach is a filmmaker and writer that I like a lot, but ultimately became less interesting over time and started making films that weren't exactly appealing to me. Even films of his that I enjoy, that I like, you know, like Greenberg, um, uh, uh, Marriage Story. Uh, those those two films I, I enjoy, but I, I do, I'm not as interested in the characters in that, and I feel there's a bit of a disconnect, and that sort of um, casual feeling is gone, which is fine. It's, it's, they're different kinds of films as well, but the way that the dialogue is, is written in films like Kicking and Screaming and Mr. Jealousy, I, I just, I find more interesting. I, I, I really enjoy these kind of characters who could either be, these, 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 uh, written kind of characters, these very laid back, casual kind of twenty somethings who um, are uh, are probably a bit pretentious, but are uh, in- they're enjoyable characters to watch. They're interesting characters. They're sometimes they can be off putting, but in a way that's not pushing you away as an audience member. They're um, not a- in- entirely realistic, but that's also it doesn't need to be in a way. It's sort of like. Uh, in I mean I guess you could compare it to certain uh, uh, works of Richard Linklater, but he's a filmmaker as well. Who uh, some sometimes his characters don't entirely work for me, and sometimes they do. I, I love the characters in Dazed and Confused, but then the characters in Slacker don't work for me. Um, and which is also one a bit of a wee bit of an unfair comparison. Dazed and Confused is a film I've seen a handful of times, and Slacker is a film I've only ever seen once. So, but what but something about a lot of these '90s filmmakers, and I get it. This was probably filmed in the '88-'89. I really enjoy, and I enjoy being in the company of these people. And actually, uh, this was the film that introduced me to Louis Bunuel. Uh, because of this, I ended up seeing his, uh, the first one of his I had seen was The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, which is a, a film they referenced, I believe, twice in here. And, and Louis Bunuel has become one of my favorite filmmakers, making incredibly interesting works like, uh, you know, like Belle de Jour and The Phantom of Liberty. And I mean, he's, I mean, anybody who's interested at all in French cinema, that's, that's a household name right there. But um, I, you know what? I look at a, a filmmaker like Whit Stillman, and I I, some, I find a comfort in, uh, especially this film above all else. Barcelona gets a little bit bigger, but it's also it, it feels very close in the way that he wrote uh, Metropolitan, which is interesting because Barcelona was 1994, and The Last Days of Disco is closer. In, in I'm sorry, not closer, but there are, there is that gap. There's a four year gap between, and I am very interested. Uh, speaking of Noel Bobak and seeing um, Damsels in Distress, um, which by the looks of it seems to be more of a traditional um, Witch Stillman type of film, at least judging by the trailer that I had seen a long time ago, whereas Love and Friendship uh, felt like something else entirely. Um, I'm not sure if that was based on another work or not, but, um, which is a good film too. I definitely don't want to put that down. I believe that was Kate Beckinsale and I think Chloe Sevigny is in that, but I, I don't quote me on that. I haven't seen his TV film. He did The Cosmopolitans. I'm not familiar with that. Or an episode of a TV series he directed, uh, Homicide Life on the Street. He's a he, Whit Stillman is a guy who, after rewatching Metropolitan again last night, it really, uh, uh, I, I really wish that... Uh, I, I, he's he's a he's a he's a he's an artist who I I'm I have found myself wanting to read up more about him interviews on him. He seems like a very well spoken, uh, a very well written uh, kind of guy, a very confident kind of filmmaker who makes these lower scale, these quieter kind of character driven films that I feel like we still get plenty of now. But at least in terms of his, I, I don't know how big this film was upon its release, but I, I happen to enjoy a lot of these uh, uh, types of uh, uh, low lower 
marquee types of films. Um, I, I don't even want to, not exactly mumblecore type, where some of those um, I, I find very difficult to get into, uh, but others, um, when you have these characters written in a, in a certain way that feels scripted, but everybody's witty, but it's not off-putting, um, like, a, what's a film I watched recently? The, the hell's name of it? I think it was called Cold Weather. That's what it was. That was a film that I liked uh, quite a bit. And I believe, and I, I don't know if you would even classify that as mumblecore or not, but that's a film that um, you have you have these characters in the situation and even, and there, it's a mystery film, but the mystery doesn't come into the film until probably about more than halfway through. And even when it's a serious um, kind of uh, um, plot they're in, they, they take it very, uh, they don't take it too seriously in a way where they're neglectful, but they're still on top of it. It's, it's very interesting, man. It's a film that I, I really enjoy as well. Um, I believe that film might still be on, I think I watched it on Plex. And I should also say that Metropolitan is available on HBO Max. Um, and I believe I would imagine that Barcelona and The Last Days of Disco were on as well. Um, uh, let's see here. I could probably just go ahead and look this up if anyone is interested. Um, they all... All three of them as well have a uh, Criterion release. They all you can get them in a box set of all three of them. But if you would rather stream the films, you can watch Metropolitan on HBO and the Criterion Channel. You can watch Barcelona on Hoopla, or else you can rent it. And the Last Days of Disco, I believe, might be on HBO as well. I thought I saw that pop up there. Uh, I guess I was wrong. It is not available to stream, but is available to rent. I think anybody who is an aspiring screenwriter who wants to um, make quieter character kinds of films, if you are f a fan of the work of Noah Baumbach or even some of the work of Terry Zrigoff with films like Ghost World and parts of uh, Art School Confidential, um, then I think that what Stillman is a filmmaker who you need to be on your radar, especially if you're into the work of, of uh, even like Richard Linklater or, or films like that. If you see films like his earlier work, um, then I think Whit Stillman is a filmmaker who needs to be on on your radar for sure. So, um, and right this year is the the this this time of the year is the perfect opportunity to watch his work, uh, specifically Metropolitan. But um, I I had seen the film at a different time of the year, and um, it it's still uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't exclusive to watch solely at one part of the year. But um, yeah, especially for anyone into into interesting character work, um, you should definitely be having this on your radar as well as uh, if you're on the Criterion Channel as well. You can also I I would imagine that the Louis at least some of the Louis Boonwell films were on are on there. I know he has some of his work through uh, the Criterion um, collection. Some of his films like Belle de Jour and um, recently put out. Uh, that box set last year that had uh, Phantom Liberty, Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie, and the name, last name of the film that I am blanking on right now. Uh, that Obscure Object of Desire, that's what it was, just remembered at the last second. He's a filmmaker as well, whose work I think needs to be... Um, it, it's difficult to, to in, examine his films on um, an initial viewing. I think uh, uh, Belle de Jour is a different kind of film than some of his other works, and I'm by no means an expert on Boonwell. I'm just a fan. But even his, some of his work like Exterminating Angel, which was a film that I had mixed feelings on after my initial viewing, and since then I've grown a greater appreciation for. Same with especially the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. I, I had no knowledge that was uh, of Boonwell's, the way he filmed, the way he did comedy, the way that it's not overt comedy, but 
sequences such as in characters trying to get something to drink and they don't have wine, they don't have coffee, they don't have water, and the absurdity of it all uh, I find very interesting and I find, um, well, not overtly funny, but but interesting in a way that um, uh, you his work will not be for everybody. Um Bespaving, he has so much work under his belt that some of the stuff you can you can like Belazure and not like some of his other work, but he is uh, somebody who um, I should definitely be in your field of uh, watching if you are in, if you uh, are interested in that period of cinema and that type. Um, but it is especially Connolly is a, is a bit more um, difficult to recommend or so. But there is uh, plenty plenty to be taken care of this week. I need to watch a film tonight that I have been putting off for quite some time that I have not had an opportunity to watch as well as going through the rest of, if you had listened previously, going through some of the rest of the uh, kinds, the, the I have some, the, the, uh, the categories of films I need to watch. I don't think I've totally mentioned me going through John Sayles' filmography at the moment, his directed features. He has written work like Alligator, um, Breaking In, and even recent work like the Spider, well, recent-ish, like the uh, Spiderwick Chronicles that um, I've seen Alligator and Breaking In. I've not seen the Spiderwick Chronicles, but Alligator and, and Breaking In are both uh, very good films. Alligator, I, I think, is very well known amongst uh, horror fans. Um, it's a very, it's, it's probably one of the better uh, Jaws ripoff kinds of films and that's a whole that's probably a whole conversation in and of itself especially what qualifies as a Jaws ripoff what doesn't because what Alligator was what 1980 and oh, what year was Jaws like 74 I believe 70 uh, I could look it up here 75 so that's a five year gap right there man you got plenty of other films. You got Orca, which was um, probably, I mean, do I like it more or less than Alligator? I don't know. I can't really compare them. I think Orca is much, much more mean-spirited, but in a way that uh, it, it makes you, uh, it's, it's, it's a revenge film, certainly, about a whale getting revenge on, on the lead in that film, whose name I'm blanking on. I believe, what, Charlotte Rampling's in that film, too? That's wild, man. Uh, Charlotte Rampling's one of these actors. I think we see her in a lot of work now and forget a lot of the uh, other kinds of films she used to make, like Orca and like The Night Porter. Actually, The Night Porter as well is a film that I've grown a stronger appreciation for on uh, on on watching. Um, I'm still not quite in the in the big fan category, but it is it is an interesting film and I, I uh, uh, find it very intriguing, albeit a, a bit. Uh, a little shallow in its um, point, I should say, but that should not deter one from watching. I don't think any kind of negative opinion should deter anybody from watching. I don't give a, if I give a if I give a film one star, half a star, and somebody asks, should I watch this film? I say, if you're interested, because you're gonna get something out of it that I didn't. Talking last week with um, uh, uh, reviews not being really. Um, relevant to any kind of watching and they shouldn't be in your radar at effort for whatever it is that you want to watch because um that's a whole other discussion right there but with that said so this this whole week coming up there's just so much to do man but it's gonna be good man we're gonna finish up a lot of the watches and be finished up we're gonna jump right into 2023 with our feet first we're gonna land and we're going to be good, man. So, lots to do. Not going to waste any time we have this week, man. Or have any time. Maybe you have a day, two days, two weeks. Doesn't matter, man. 
can't waste it sitting around doing nothing and then wondering why nothing got done. I can tell you why it didn't get done, but do you want to know? It's up to you, man. All right, man. Let's get the job done. Let's get the work done. Talk to you next week.